Today on Up and Coming, we've got Tim Bat from the Worst Idea of All Time podcast. Him and Guy Montgomery have been watching Grown Ups 2 52 times this year, and it all culminated at the Upright Citizens Brigade in Los Angeles. We'll be talking to him about that, as well as his comedy and writing on Seven Days. That's all coming up on Up and Coming. Hey everyone, we're in the studio with Tim Bat today, 2013 Best Newcomer winner at the New Zealand uh, International Comedy Festival. <laughs> Everyone's yeah. Hey man, Liam, don't reveal to anyone that I'm clapping for myself. That was the studio audience. We have one man in here just to clap. I'm sorry. I feel like there was more. Tim bought his own studio audience. I'll today. refrain. I'll keep it quiet. You keep going. You do what you do. How you doing, man? I'm so good. Thanks so much for coming on. Yeah, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. This uh, this is the best equipped podcast studio I've ever witnessed in my life. Yeah, a lot of I think a lot of music gets recorded. We just kind of I don't want you to think this is ours or that. You know, just own it, man. <laughs> and I, I, I find that sometimes you just you got to walk into a room and you got to own the room. Yeah. And if you just say I own this room to everyone in there, most of the time they'll believe they'll you. They'll believe you, and then suddenly I'm running mains. Exactly. Is that how the Mike? Is that how the current head of mains? Yeah. Okay. All right. Do you want to run mains, Liam? Is that the goal? Is that the end game here? No, this is the end game. I think. I nice. Think I think I've reached it. Aim low. Aim so low <laughs> that you can trip over your own goal yeah. and still make it, and, and you're a success. Yeah. There you go. Speaking of podcasts, yes. the worst idea of all time. Yeah, that's my one. Congratulations. Thanks. Fifty-two episodes under the belt. Yeah. How amazing does it feel to be out of it? Uh well, it felt really good. We had a um. A bit of a crossroads, you mm-hmm. see. So we we got we got to the end, and I told everyone for a long time that I wanted out. That, that was, was it. it. Bloody burn the thing to the ground. Yeah. But then we had so many people listening that I decided we should do a second season. <laughs> yeah. And so we had a big. We went to Los Angeles recently, Liam. Yeah. I, we I, it we was crowdfunded amazing. a trip. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. Our fans paid for us to go over to the states. Cool. For like ten days, and we did some gigs, and we did some live events. We mm-hmm. watched uh, Grown Ups too in a in a, like a cinema. Yeah, first time I'd seen it on the big screen, which was something special. It was like 150 fans of the podcast in LA. Cool. And uh, and then at the end, I had pitched to everyone that I had a little thank you video to share, mm-hmm. which I had made, which was true. And it was kind of like it went. It's online. You can look at it, but it's basically a timeline of from the start of the podcast. Yeah. Little snippets along the way, little mm-hmm. stats of how many downloads we'd had along the way, and then right at the end, uh, the big reveal that we're doing a second season, Boom. and now we're watching Sex in the City <laughs> two. Sex in the City two for a year. Wow. Which is a bit of a tragedy. I've listened to the first couple. Where do you go from here? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I I'm genuinely concerned about this one. I mean, I was worried about Grown Ups too. Yeah. This one seems different. There's a a depth of the darkness which wasn't there in the first one. I felt that in the first couple of episodes. It's kind yeah. of like, kind of edging around. I felt like slavery. The, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There, well, slavery is an interesting parallel because it's like the light is at the end of the tunnel because we know we're only doing it for another year, mm-hmm. but it's so far away. Yeah. That it's like if you have been made a slave and you're working off a debt <laughs> at like five cents a day and it's a $500 debt. Yeah. There's a long way to go. But it's self-imposed. <laughs> <laughs> you're dead right. And, and Guy Montgomery, the co-host of the podcast, hates mm-hmm. it when I bring up melodramatic examples to compare us to. Uh, I had a bit of a penchant for a, a few weeks where I kept likening us to being soldiers in the war. Yeah. And he kept saying, you can't. 
this is not the same thing at all. You're an idiot. And I am. He's right. I should stop using melodramatic examples. Oh, it's idiocy that we imposed on ourselves. <laughs> How did it get started? Uh, it got started, um, I used to do a radio show in the mm-hmm. weekends at Hauraki. And I got Guy in because uh, I think he had a show coming up or something to promote. So we had mm-hmm. a little chat on here. And then afterwards, we were chatting, and I, I, I've been wanting to do some sort of podcast for ages. Mm. I actually, I wanted to do a, a tech podcast originally, because oh, yeah. I'm a big geek. I love mm-hmm. gadgets and stuff. And uh, that never kind of came to fruition. I was like, we should do a podcast. And he was like, okay, cool. What about? And then we were talking about, we st- we stole the idea, basically, <laughs> from the guy who, uh, he watched Julia, Julie and Julia, this movie with uh-huh. Ju- Julia uh, Fairchild in it. He watched it every day. And blogged about his experiences. He watched it every day, I think, for a whole year. Jeez, yeah. So we stole that idea, watered it down a little bit, yeah. changed the movie, and because no one reads in this modern era, uh, yeah. we made it a podcast instead of a blog. Wow. And bing, bang, boom. Here you are. We were recording the very next day. Really? We had the conversation one afternoon, mm. and Guy was like, okay, we should figure this out. I was like, no, <laughs> no, do we're doing it tomorrow. <laughs> and that's the key. Yeah. That's, that's the, I honestly think that's the key to a lot of... You just got to muck yeah. in. Yeah, I hate perfectionists because mm-hmm. they everything takes so long with perfectionists. Just get in there just and do it. it won't be as good. We've got fifty-two way weeks to make it perfect. Yeah, exactly. As a result, the sound quality on the first couple of episodes is atrocious. Yeah, I, I kind of jumped in halfway through. Good. Um, and when I went back, when I heard that you were going to come on, I went back and started just trying to binge watch all of it. Oh man, there's, no, there's no need for that. There's no need. I remember Guy saying that he started the podcast because he just wanted to be your friend. He wanted to make friends. <laughs> That's <with> a you. <laughs> lie. He wanted to be part of a great comedy vehicle for his own career, and he, he could sniff out a winner early on. I say that like it was all my idea. He, he suggested the movie. Yeah? I'm pretty sure. I think I remember that. It was a long time ago, but mm. I think that was true. That's so cool. It seems true. In the same way that you own mains. Yeah. Guy owns the idea. <laughs> Guy owns the idea. Of yeah. The worst idea. He had the worst idea. He did. Does he want to own it? Not everyone can say that, but <laughs> that's a badge that Guy proudly wears. Yeah. Um, so Paul Shear. Yeah. That is an amazing thing. Um, yes. That somebody told me about, uh, talking about you guys, rating you guys on his... Um... Yeah, man. Do you, do you listen to a lot of, like, Wolf Pop? Or... Love it. So... Airwolf and all that stuff? For anyone who... who is sort of unfamiliar. Paul shares a, a comic in the States who just makes tons of awesome stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, great TV. And the biggest thing for me was I've been listening to How Did This Get Made, his, mm. his movie review podcast for years, for like three years. And so that really colored the tone, yeah. I think, of our podcast, definitely. Okay. Um, like that was equally as an inspiration for it as the yeah. guy whose idea we stole. Wow. So that's amazing to then You be steal two ideas, you put them in a blender, lamb, a bing, bang, boom, what do you know? You get a free trip to LA. <laughs> there are no new ideas. <laughs> exactly. It's just that simple. Just All real artists just steal. Just steal. Just, yeah. Okay. All right. There's Banksy's just... the worst. You <laughs> know? Right. I'm, no. Stealing I know Banksy. From gra- stealing from graffiti artists and cartoonists and then everyone thinks he's a legend. He's a legend. No? No, he's a legend. <laughs> I'm just trying to be controversial. <laughs> just trying to be all cool. Like, but oh, sorry, your original see. question was about Paul Shear. Paul and Shear. Yeah, he, like, he's the only reason why anyone knows who we are. Because mm-hmm. he gave us a shout out on how did this get made. Oh, really? Yeah. Cool. Uh, a couple of times, actually. He, yeah. he mentioned us very briefly in passing in one of the mini episodes. That was the first one. Because mm-hmm. uh, someone on the Wolf Pop uh, forums had just sort of heard about us and mentioned it. And he was like... Yeah, I heard about these guys from Australia who are going to watch <laughs> Grown Ups 2 every week for a year. I don't know how that's going to go. Yeah. 
And then he mentioned us again because I got in touch with him. I was like, um, I can't remember why. There was some reason for it. But mm. I was like, hey, man, we're coming up to a milestone. It's like number 30 or something. And I was like, it'd be great if we could buy one of your ads, one of your mentions. Cool. And he was like, dude, I'm a fan of your podcast. You don't have to give us any money. I was like, holy wow. shit. So that was cool. Yeah. And he mentioned us. And we like our numbers just sky- skyrocketed <laughs> after yeah. he mentioned. Wolfpop's amazing, right? So yeah. um, did you meet him when you went to LA? No. I hounded him on email yeah. a lot. <laughs> like an <laughs> embarrassing busy. amount. Yeah. Okay. I was like, you coming to the show, man? He was like, I'm definitely coming to the show. And I was like, great. And then uh, that transformed into, Tim, I'm going to be out of town. And I was like, that's okay. Why don't we get you on the podcast and you can be one of the first people to watch Sex in the City with us while we're in LA. He's like, sounds great. And he's like, Tim, I've got some meetings. I was like, okay, why don't we get a beer or a coffee or something? And he's like, Tim, I'm out of town. I was like, okay. But um, we, we might be... at the airport just before yeah, I know, <laughs> right? to me out the window. Oh, man. It was sad. But, I mean... For me, it's kind of cool the fact that I was just emailing back and yeah, forth. That's, that's, absolutely. That's cool enough for now. Um, I think we'll go back to LA mm-hmm. some sometime soon. Yeah. Did you meet like Matt Besser or any of the other UCB guys? Because performing at the UCB is an amazing thing. Yes. And it was their new venue, their yeah. new location. I can't remember who I met, to be honest, Liam. Yeah. But it must Some people amazing. are going to think I'm a real asshole for that, but it was a, <laughs> it was a bloody whirlwind of... This will not reach. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I'm not going to embarrass myself in front of the UCB listenership, which I know are huge listeners of this podcast. They, I mean, they're everywhere. Yeah. They were kind of hounding the studio. We kind of pushed them back when you arrived so you couldn't see Was them. that the people with the placards that I saw outside? Behind tarps? Yes. We just kind of had large tarps. Yeah. It's yeah. an interesting way to deal with protesters. <laughs> I admire your aggression <laughs> and your reckless abandon for people's oxygen. Well, you know, I mean, Tim that was coming on the podcast we had to do yeah you gotta kill a few protesters from UCB I get it I'm a big deal yeah they flew all the way here it was you know the least you could do (laughs) it was literally (laughs) killing letting them live would have been probably the least you could do I could have done nothing and that would have been (laughs) yeah oh well yeah but uh, live and learn I guess UCB was great yeah how did that happen um so UCB actually got in touch with us Mm -hmm. like before the LA trip they they sort of started the whole ball rolling in a way Mm -hmm. they got in touch and they were like hey we're ucb and we would love to host you if you want to come and guy was like holy can i swear on this yeah can i say the s word say every word he said holy shit i mean come on because i mean guy's an improviser he's like a practicing improviser he's part of a troupe called snort which is performing um tonight that's the show i'm going to after this wicked so uh he like i had heard of them Mm -hmm. he knew what a big deal they were their history their importance and stuff yeah uh, so he was like, Tim, this is massive. And I was like, geez, all right. He's like, let's go to LA. I was like, oh, I don't know about that. But he's like, no, we should definitely do it. <laughs> and then this other venue, Cine Family, got in touch with us. Mm-hmm. And then we were at a real crossroads about which venue we were going to do it at. Mm-hmm. And we decided to go with Cine Family for the main event and then UCB for to watch Grown Ups 1. What made that, what helped that decision? Or was it Cine Family? Cine Family, um, Number one, they were a theatre, so mm. like it was just kind of a better environment to actually watch Grown Ups too, yeah. with all the fans together, and uh, also they had a lot of connections. Oh yeah, Cine Family is very well connected. They're this like uh, they used to be a silent movie cinema, and these guys just bought it. Um, wow, I don't know, like a decade ago, maybe yeah. longer. And so it's run by a board. I'm pretty sure it's run as a non-profit. Oh, wicked! And they just host these amazing screenings mm-hmm. and premieres, and lots of comedians come and show their work yeah. and. It's it's a really fantastic little community, and they just were such dolls, as they say in LA. Just every one of them an absolute peach. Wow. Really helpful, and some of them had connections to like Adam Sandler and stuff. Yeah. So they kind of mentioned that early on, 
and tried to get in touch with him yeah. to come. Wow, imagine that. Yeah, yeah. We thought it was still, we didn't think it was likely, but it was still a yeah, possibility right up until, least. yeah, right up until like, yeah, that afternoon. That afternoon. I'm glad it didn't happen. To really? Yeah. You wouldn't want to be making fun of his movie in front of him? It would have changed the whole tone of the... Yeah. I feel like the evening was about, um, thank Christ we got to the end of this thing. Mm-hmm. And if anyone from the movie had actually turned up, it'd be, oh no, <laughs> I kind of have to defend this awful project yeah. to someone who made the thing that we've been mocking for the last 12 months relentlessly. Yeah. It would change the tone. It'd make it a negative affair. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. I totally understand. So coming into... Um, Sex in the City. <laughs> What's going to be different? Do you think? What are you changing? It's longer. <laughs> That's going to change us. You've talked about that on literally both episodes. Yeah, one hundred percent of the episodes out so far. It's all we talk about. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's impossible to tell because that's the beauty of the podcast. There mm-hmm. is literally no planning that goes into it. Yeah. I mean, just to give an indication of how... Some people would say organic, but I'm not going to dress it up. Mm-hmm. It's just that we're terrible planners. <laughs> this yeah. is how bad it is. We were in Los Angeles, and uh, as a result of the crowdfunding campaign getting to a particular level, one of the uh, reach goals was if we hit five grand, we got tattoos. Yeah. Grown-ups, two tattoos. Yeah. And so we left it like to the day because we just kind of forgot to get them. <laughs> yeah. And then it got to the morning. We were like, oh, shit, we forgot to get the tattoos. We should probably book that in. So we had to find a tattooist that had a slot that afternoon. Yeah. And we went and got them done right before we had to go to Cine Family to do the screening for the final episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was all pretty tight. And the moral of the story is don't trust Guy and I to run anything. <laughs> Or ask us about the future, because we never know. Were you just in charge of yourselves over there? Or did you kind of have a bunch of people following you around? Or um, We had people looking after us. Yeah. So we didn't have to look any, after anyone. Oh, we cool. had people looking after us. We brought with us uh, a, a, a gentleman named Ollie, who uh, has been filming us for a little while. Yeah. And I think there's going to be a little documentary made oh, at wicked. the end of that. That's very exciting. Might be crap. Who knows? He's very skillful, but yeah. I have a feeling we haven't given him a, enough good... <laughs> You know, yeah. it's kind of a ridiculous thing to do a documentary about. I don't know. Your descent into... Yeah. Insane. Oh, some of the episodes are crazy. Yeah. Like you you must have just been going insane. Yeah, drugs will do that to you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know? Yeah, all right. Yeah. Um, I think one of the ones that stands out for me is the one, like, just after New Year's, where you guys are across the country oh, from yeah, one another. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember it like it was yesterday. <laughs> it wasn't even that long ago. Because oh, it's only months. March now, right? Yeah. Yeah. That was, I think, the very first one that I listened to. And I was just like, who are these two guys sitting in two different places? Oh, that's in the a depressing one to come in on. Yeah, well, you guys were not happy. No. Just very hungover and. Yeah. That was one of those ones where, I mean, every now and then the absurdity of the idea becomes very obvious. And that was yeah. one where it was just very obvious and bleak because it was like, it's New Year's Day. Yeah. And on New Year's Day, you you take a look at your life and you assess where you are and try to set up for next year. And there you are watching Grown Ups too. And we took a, a, a look at ourselves and as you say, we were watching Grown Ups too. It wasn't a good look. Yeah. It's horrible. Horrible. Yeah. Oh. But there we were. So that's what you heard. And you're through. just going to do it all again. Yeah. I don't know why we did that, Liam. I got to be honest. Probably it's not a, my best decision. It makes sense. Well, sort of. It was a genuinely painful process, and this one's going to be worse. You might get to meet Carrie. Who cares? It won't be worth it. (laughs) The one thing that is interesting is uh, Sarah Jessica Parker and Jermaine Clement of Mm -hmm. Flight of the Concords fame are about to start doing a TV show together. Wow. So we hope that, like, 
it doesn't become an awkward <laughs> thing that some of Jermaine's uh, patriots, is that what you call people from Com- the same country? Compatriots? Compatriots? No. Pa- patriots? Who knows? We're not, we don't love the country of Jermaine. That would make us patriots of his, I guess. We don't love? We're all Kiwis, We're all Kiwis. I'm trying to yeah, say. Okay, yeah, and okay. I hope it doesn't create a rift between he and Sarah Jessica Parker. Well, I'm sure it won't, though. You know, there's four and a bit million of us. We're up to all kinds of separate projects. I'm sure that someone is probably going to do one of these degrees of separation charts between Like the Kevin Bacon that. thing. Yeah, yeah totally. Um, It'd be nice to meet Sarah Jessica Parker. You reckon? I'm a big fan of her very early work, namely her appearance in a movie called Flight of the Navigator that came out in 1987, I think. Far before I was born. Yeah. When were you born, Liam? 92. I was born in 87. Okay. Yeah. We're not, we're not far off. We're far apart. Five years, split the difference. It's only two and a half years difference. Okay. <laughs> if I like, if we meet at the middle. Yeah. You okay. Know? So if I got a little bit older, you got a little bit younger. Exactly. We'll both meet in uh, 1990. I'll see you there. It wasn't a good time for me. No? Um, I was having a bloody ball. I, was, around I wasn't alive. I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, 1990 oh, yeah, was not a time true. for me. It'd be a metaphysical <laughs> concept of you visiting a, a slightly older just version. talking version of me. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. No. Hey. It wouldn't make for a good podcast, probably. I think so. I think you need corporal, Metaph- you need you need physical being. Uh-huh literal presence to do yeah. a podcast. I don't know much about podcasts, but I do know that. You need to exist, I think. But it would be revolutionary. It would be revolutionary. You would be hailed. They would call your name down the streets. You would cover them with tarps. I read uh, I read online recently, Liam, mm-hmm. that Yoko Ono once brought a dead rat into a recording studio mm-hmm. when she was doing her Yoko Ono and the Plastic Band recordings mm-hmm. and demanded that the sound recorder just record the dead rat. <laughs> And she she was very adamant about it. He thought she was kidding. Mm. And so he took two takes of it, and she released it, I think, as a dead rat solo. It's just silence. Just it's just a dead rat in front of the mic. Bizarre. But the pathos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> it was all there. Um, okay, so moving on from the podcast mm. um, a little bit, I want to talk a little about um, how you got started in comedy. Oh, uh, originally, originally, because um, when I... So I grew up in Wellington. Mm-hmm. I did all my high schooling there. My brother lived in Wellington. He used to flat with a guy called TJ McDonald and some others, who is a, a, a New Zealand comedian who has since moved to London mm-hmm. a few years ago, uh, who's very good. And he was kind of like just starting out then. They were 18. I was about 16 or something. So I kind of, I think I came to some gigs at the local comedy bar in Wally and saw them. And I saw someone there. I was like, that guy was terrible. I could at least be as good as that dude. Yep. So on the first opportunity, they did like a raw night like a new person's new faces night and mm. I went up and I was so bad I was way worse than the worst guy that I yeah. saw it's terrible That's that literally terrifies me stand up comedy is the most terrifying thing I think everyone should do it yeah yeah because everyone's scared of it but it's it's like the very worst thing that can happen is you get up in front of a room full of people mm-hmm. and you bomb hard for yeah. what like 7 minutes 5 7 minutes if yeah. you're starting out so a room full of people don't think you're funny for seven minutes and then you all go on with your lives. Yeah. You know, like no one dies. You wake up the it's next true. morning, you've still got all your limbs attached. Uh-huh. It's fine. And I think it like you start applying that to other areas of your, of your life. You're mm. like, well, what's the very worst thing that could happen? That's true. Okay. So the very worst thing that could happen is you could be forced to watch Sex and the City 2 <laughs> weekly for a year. But <laughs> let's, let's hope that never happens. I hope it never me. happens to you, Liam. You're already living that. that life. I am. That's very... 
I'm living in the worst possible scenario. <laughs> You've trapped yourself. You really have. That's the thing. So I can't be too depressed because I did this. You walked into a room and then thousands of subscribers walked in behind you and now there's no room to get out. <laughs> That's a beautiful visual. <laughs> that really encapsulates. I'm going to remember that, Liam. Use it. You've provided me with the perfect physical metaphor of, of what has happened. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Um, so you started just doing raw nights, and it just kind of went from there. Just kind of yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry, story. I trailed off there at the end, didn't I? Um, so I did. I did it a little bit when I was younger, and then when I was like eighteen, and then I stopped doing it for years and years and years, mm. and then I kind of picked it back up when I moved to Auckland. One of the time I've moved back and forth between Auckland and Wellington because people keep firing me. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it does. Uh, so one of the times when I moved back to Auckland, I just started doing it a little more seriously a few mm. years ago, and then I've kind of stayed at it since then. Gone from there. Yeah. Last year, at the start of the year, was like the first time when I had quit any full-time employment and was like, I'm going to do comedy. Wow. that's That was going to be literally my next question. So There it is. Full-time. There's your answer. Uh, yeah, I guess. You do like some writing and stuff like that as well, right? Yeah. You kind of, ha- yeah. Well, number one, I refuse to be poor. Yeah. Like the whole student thing that everyone does where they live off noodles and eggs and things mm-hmm. and toast, I, that's not for me. So I have, uh, throughout my entire adult life, just got myself into crippling amounts of debt <laughs> because I would far rather have that than, than live the student lifestyle. I thought it was going to be a beautiful story of how you worked really hard so that you would never be Shit, no, mate. I'm way too lazy for that. <laughs> that's why, like, I don't understand why people get so upset about credit card fees and stuff because for me, I'm like, the bank is providing this lovely service for me to live completely out of my means, yeah. they are very within their rights to demand a payment for that, and I am happy to pay it. Guess, They're doing me a service. I guess you're I'm paying for right. it. Yeah. Um, so that just keeps on happening. Yeah. Keep on renting at a grown ups too. Yeah. For fifty two weeks of the year and putting it all on the credit card. Is that what you rented it? I assume <laughs> oh. you rented it fifty two weeks. <laughs> you're not a businessman, are you? Man? <laughs> eh, not That's exactly. not the way to make money on a podcast. That's not the way to make money at all. Uh, no, we had like a, a, a version of it that we used throughout that we didn't have to keep paying for. Okay. All right. We had a permit. That's, that's alien to me. That's an alien that. idea to me, but. <laughs> is that, is, is there something did you think that's what we were doing, Liam? We'd start the day <laughs> off by going to Video Easy, yeah. the one that still exists somewhere. <laughs> they know you so well, but they just have it ready for you. I don't understand why that, why we would do that. It would cost us so much money. And yeah, it would but, take so much time. But then the DVD's not sitting there kind of taunting you like you're going to watch me tomorrow. And it's 2000 when we started, 14. Like, you can download movies. You can pay for them online and stuff. Yeah. It's a very deliverable service. But, I'm going to drag you kicking and screaming to the modern era, Liam, <laughs> if it bloody kills me, mate. I'm still on Windows 95. You are. How you're still you visiting done? United Video. <laughs> yeah. With your Windows 95 laptop. Um... So I've this is something that I've honestly just always wondered about. I know that from listening to a lot of podcasts from America that the American comedian scene is quite they're all kind of friends and they all kind of yeah. hang out. Is the same same here? Yeah, it is, definitely. Mm. Um I didn't actually really know oh I saw, I guess I kinda did. I didn't realise how tight it was in America till I went to LA on this trip recently. And everyone's just bloody name dropping everyone else. And it's yeah. not even in a douchey way. It's yeah. just they legitimately did do this thing with Paul F. Tompkins like the other week or, you know, like David Cross is doing some podcast or that's a false example because he's not. I don't want to get people's hopes up if they're David (laughs) Cross fans, which I am. But, um, yeah, like Pete Holmes is a a US comic who I've gotten into quite a bit recently and he just happened to be like in the next room and I was talking to a guy at a podcast studio. Wow. Like recording his one. It was trippy. Did you do some podcasting while you were over there? 
Uh, yeah, just between us. We tried to get like a, we tried to get Paul F. Tompkins, man, very lazily, and we tried to get Paul Shear or June or yeah. uh, or Jason Manzokas from the West uh, from uh, How Did This Get Made to mm. come on our one, but it just scheduling didn't quite work. Yeah, it's always the way, I guess. Yeah. Um, do you know Scott Ackerman? Uh, we were going to meet bang. Scott actually. We were going to, so we had a meeting with his business partner, but Scott like couldn't make it. I think. Yeah. I think that was the situation. Man, Paul F. Tompkins and Scott, I think, are the two people I'd love to meet. Paul F. Tompkins is coming to New Zealand. Yeah, he's got uh, two shows coming. Google wow. it. He's coming in like a couple of months for the festival. Just always wearing a suit and always, always looking quite the piece. So um, how do these kind of writing jobs get started? I've also always wondered about that. Uh, like TV writing? Yeah, yeah. So like, you know, you've written around the place. It's you've always, been around. It's always just kind of like you just know a person. Yeah. And then once you're on your own, because there's a very small group of individuals making like all of the comedy TV in this country. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the download concept, basically do half of all of the comedy shows. So yeah. if you've if met those guys, that's, that's half of them. So that's like mm-hmm. best bits and seven days and things. And, uh, like, being in radio was really helpful. You get to meet those guys. Especially Harrick, he just happened to... I met... Uh, I actually was Lee Hart's producer for, like, a year um, with with Lee. And... Uh, Jason Hoyt. Jason Hoyt for Sports Bouger. Oh, I love Sports Bouger. And so Big they guy. were talking about their late-night big breakfast and what it was going to be very early on when we started. Mm-hmm. And they are like, do you want to be in? And I was like... Yeah, of right. course. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you, you know, you just muck in and then you're in there That's if awesome. you're good. And, and if you're shit, they cut you. <laughs> There's a lot should. of pressure all the time, just constantly. Nah, I don't know. Nah. Someone will, it, you're just in no crippling debt, you, you have nothing else to worry my about. My philosophy is, right, just be a chill dude mm-hmm. and if no one likes you, make your own stuff. Okay. You know? Yeah. Why do you think I'm doing this? <laughs> Put yourself down, <laughs> I won't have it. I won't have it on this podcast. Okay, so what can we expect for the next episode? Uh, I literally have no idea. As I don't know what I could expect for myself in 45 minutes from now. So, will you um, be sitting down watching Guy? I probably will be. I can tell you that for the first five episodes, we made mm. this a rule, uh, we will be completely sober. Wow. That's it. We've got to do five other ones. A change for Timber and Guy. Something like that. <laughs> uh, and then we're allowed to, to drink beers and have guests and do mm. all the fun stuff. Uh, the first five are kind of... We've got some cool guests lined up as well. Yeah. I was just saying to someone here that um, I have completely lost my train of thought. I, I know. It's <laughs> because people people don't know this who are listening, but there's things going on around the place. It's <laughs> so distracting. There's arms waving. The UCB crowd has escaped and they're just trying to claw their way out. I thought from... we killed all of them, eh? <laughs> no, not all of them. I think some of them kind of have carved breathing holes. But anyway, my real question is... Yeah. Um, so I know that you and Guy... Have you been doing the rounds in New Zealand? Like, I know there's only a couple of podcasts around the place, but I know that Guy was on Sports Bujo very briefly. Yeah. I listened to that, and he was on the Issues podcast as well. Yeah, yeah. Do you know the Issues guys that well? I know the Issues guys very well. That's They're all very good friends of mine. Another very cool podcast. Um, it is, yeah. I've actually got plans to, uh, there's there's some some stuff in the pipes. Oh, cool. I'm, basically, I'm, rounding, I'm rounding everyone up. I'm Wicked. getting the gang together. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Oh, well. I can't talk too much about it just yet, Liam, because if it doesn't happen, I'll look like an idiot, <laughs> and it'll be very embarrassing. No, literally no one is listening. This is just... So, well, that's great. That's my mum. My mum will be really... Then let me tell you, <laughs> Liam's mum, and also you, Liam, that if you are if you like podcasts, there's some exciting stuff coming from me, Tim Bat, Tim Bat. to you, podcast listener. I'm the only one. I'm the only podcast You're listener. half of the audience. Your mum is the other half. Ah. Oh. 
I didn't know you guys were thinking of us all this. <laughs> I've been thinking exclusively of you and your mum. Yeah. How, That's it. How many have people have been subscribing, really? Do you know the stats? Uh, so Apple don't tell you how many subscribers you have, mm. but by my math, we've got like 20,000 subscribers, wow. I reckon. And that's based on like, when we release a new episode, it spikes up mm-hmm. and and a, a lot of people listen on the first day yeah. and then the next few days it trickles off a little bit. But we will hit um, a million total downloads uh, soonish, that's maybe a month or six weeks from now. That's incredible. Yeah, it's a big number. It's a lot bigger than we ever thought it could ever possibly be. You never thought you'd do a second season. No. Right? Yeah, this well, is it. Like, I mean, right at the start, we didn't know what a season was. You know, yeah. We were just going to do it open-ended, and then we, we quickly put a, a, a stop to that. We put some parameters on because it was terrifying to think we could just be doing it until we died. Forever, every week. Yeah. Ooh, imagine those you know, the video bills. But let me ask you a question, Liam. Please, go ahead. Are you okay with the fact that we did Sex in the City 2? Do you think that was an okay place to go with Season 2? Yeah, I think so. Okay, I think, cool. like, it, there's good symmetry there. Yeah. Sex in the City 2. It was very unintentional. Who's seen Sex in the City 1? No one. Yeah. Um, someone was actually saying before, um, have you seen Grown Ups 2 coming into interviewing you? Yeah. And I said, well, I don't need to because I've listened to it. I, know, <laughs> I feel like I know literally everything that's happened. You probably do. And all the worst bits. It's kind of interesting bits. to watch it, I th- probably, after you've heard the entire first season, just yeah. to see like how the picture in your head stacks up with what yeah. how it actually goes down. Okay. All right. Tim. Yes. Shining light, if you don't mind me stealing you something from your podcast. Is Please that an awful thing to do? What's no, the shining light of today? There's no original ideas, Liam. The shining <laughs> yeah. light is just us repackaging the fact that it's like the one positive experience from an otherwise glib experience. This hasn't been glib, though. This has been wonderful. It's been... What am I looking for the shining light for? For this podcast? Just for, podca- the po- for the podcast. For, for, this, for this ep? Um, I reckon getting to know uh, a little bit more about your mum and that she <laughs> she likes podcasts because I didn't know that before. She doesn't know technology that well. She doesn't. I mean, yeah. Oh, that and killing protesters. I'm always a fan of that. Yeah, right. It's been, like I've never seen so, it done with tarps before. It's always been blunt force trauma. But okay, yeah. Who to needs suffocate disobedience, right? Yeah. Okay. It's new. It's new. It's that, that's what we're all about. That's what we're all about. We're about new, innovative ideas. Tim Bat, thanks very much. Thank you, Liam. It's been fun.